listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, episode 146. Okay. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is Evil Ned Flanders. Together, we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Podcasting Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff, and we're back. Well, I think we should address this to begin the show, Tiny. Uh, It's funny how... When I compare you to people online, it's like super buff wrestlers, (laughs) but somehow you've gotten on a streak of trying to make fun of me and all I can, and the entire nerd community has united to make fun of me, which only speaks to the nerd insecurity that is already there. Are you saying I'm not an actual super buff wrestler guy? (laughs) No, I mean, that's what I see in my mind. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, you starting off the show with jabs too. You've been going all week online. I don't know. I, I just assume everyone's intimidated by me. Oh, can we uh, back up for a minute? I never really understood why. I mean, I know it was a show and it was a bit. Yeah. But like Ned Flanders, he always seemed to me as a kid watching the show like the perfect neighbor. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you know, I never understood uh, yeah, he was why not Homer hated guy. him so much. Because <laughs> he was directly the opposite of everything Homer was, I, gotcha. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, when The Simpsons came out, my parents wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons, you right. know, because we're good Baptists and they didn't want me going to hell. I feel like if my parents had paid closer attention yeah. and taken a more involved role in parenting, <laughs> I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it either. I got but you. But as it was, yeah, I had a I had a small little thirteen inch box TV in my room, nice, and I watched. And you watched on everything. If you it was on to. cable, I yeah. watched it. You might throw a couple of magnets up on the side of it and see what you see on a, it never a sleepover. Worked. It never worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to start out, Tiny, and plug, I am going to be a guest on another podcast. Nice. Okay. I and shouldn't be getting nervous, should I? No, no, no. <laughs> Might want to ease off the taking jabs at John. No, that's <laughs> right. I'm a hot commodity. <laughs> uh, now, you are normally the permanent guest on any podcast that we have. So yeah. I thought I'd throw a monkey wrench in it. And I am on a podcast called A Stronger Fate. Nice. I want everybody who listens to this. It's coming out the same day ours comes out. Okay. To go and download it and listen to it. Listen to this one first. Oh, uh, yeah. But then turn right around and listen. Yeah, back to back. Yes. Get, get a double dose of John. <laughs> double dose of John. Uh, but it's called A Stronger Fate. It's a great podcast. A friend of mine who was uh, one of the all-time Hall of Fame roly-poly customers, him and his family, <laughs> um, started putting it on as an outreach method. Uh, and it so far, he's got, I think, four episodes up, and each one is excellent. Very okay. good. People just talking about struggles they've had in their life. Mm-hmm. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows my <laughs> life's been a train wreck for years. <laughs> so I thought it would be a perfect fit for mm-hmm. us to uh, to get together and talk. So we talk a lot about the business going down, how I got through that, how my faith helped me through that, um, how I can see now what God's plan for me was. Uh, so it's, it's not it's not a funny podcast outside of maybe a few jokes I made, but it's mm-hmm. not the same vein as this, but it's a very good podcast. Gotcha. All the episodes are great. There's uh, one with a mother whose newborn got coronavirus and all mm-hmm. their struggles, uh, a guy who uh, has had cancer, how he used his faith to get through that, <clears throat> and God brought him through it, an atheist who came to know the Lord. So uh, there's a wide variety of people, and he's going to keep 
every week, I think, uploading new uh, interviews he does with people. So nice. I want everybody to go listen to that, uh, review it, rate it, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe shout me out in a review. I don't know. <laughs> yes. You know, my ego can need all the help it can get since Tiny's been tearing it down all week online. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's called A Stronger Faith. Once again, it's a great podcast. I'm not lying, you know, just because I'm on it. I've listened to it, and mm-hmm. I really think it's a quality thing for uh, believers and non-believers alike. So. The specifically the John episode, you might even want to play that for your small group. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what denomination you are. Okay. <laughs> if you're Baptist, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get kicked out of the church. I can't learn a new denomination's rules. That's the only reason I've stayed Baptist all these years. Because you just don't want to. Yeah, no, I mean, we already know if you get get baptized, we're going all the way under. <laughs> yeah, I know how the Lord's Supper works here. <laughs> I got it all down. Well, you could go to a non-denominational church most where non- there are no rules. <laughs> well, most non-denominational churches in the South are just Baptist churches. You they know, don't want to. They, they don't want to hang on to all their tithe money right. and not give yeah. to the. They don't want to give ten percent to the cooperative program. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but doctrinally, most of right. them are uh, are pretty much Baptists, mm-hmm. at least from my limited knowledge. So, gotcha. Yeah, they're just uh, they're just Baptists without the. The boycotts. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, cooperative money. Right, yeah. And, you know, giving 10% of our tithe to go help missions around the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know why any church would want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's another story. We can bash Baptists later on. You yes. Go listen to the podcast, A Stronger Faith. Uh, my friend Stacy McCants puts it out. And uh, and I think you will enjoy all the episodes, but especially mine, because I'm amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Could yeah. not agree more. Yeah. And if you want to hear me just talk some more, actually kind of seriously about my serious train wreck of a life that I've <laughs> lived, um, I think you might get some interesting insight into me as a person. I look forward to a interesting story of John Long as the Scotty of the USS Enterprise, who okay. is somehow able to hold it together, <laughs> despite... <laughs> You know, what kind of shape it falls under. I was thinking this sentence, that sentence was going to end with the uh, podcast story of how I walked away from Earth Oddity. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I just decided to call it quits one day. (laughs) Hang up the microphone while I was on top. (laughs) Well, speaking of odd news, what do you got this week? I got several stories. Uh, I got (laughs) I got a story about the Pope. Okay. Yeah, we're big fans of the Pope. Done a lot of Pope talking. I got a story about Sweden and how they thought they were being monitored by enemy submarines. Mm-hmm. And um, I got <laughs> I got a zoo story. Okay. <laughs> so the Pope, Swedes, and the zoo. Nice. There we go. I have uh, some government re- recommendations dealing with bears. Okay. I've got a guy who tried to burn down his mother's home. That's always Normal. fun. Yeah. Hilarious. Haven't we all tried that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I was going to start with this one, John. Grow your own human steaks meal kit is not technically cannibalism, makers say. Okay. Technically. Not <laughs> technically can- not, right. not cannibalism. Now, I mean, I'm assuming, is this like one of those uh, HelloFresh kits? I guess so. <laughs> they just send it out to your, your house. I think you get like an easy bake oven type okay, situation. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, it says that... Uh, a DIY meal kit for growing steaks made from human cells was recently nominated for Design of the Year by London-based Design Museum. Okay. I'm just going to say at the outset, uh, 
Scotland Yard, you need to investigate well, the like, Museum if they're handing out awards for this. I was thinking they're definitely citing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Named Ouroboros steak after the circular symbol of a snake eating itself. Oh, yeah, definitely citing this. <laughs> the alphabetical kit would come with everything one needs to use their own sails to grow miniature meat steaks. Okay. Uh, people think that eating oneself is cannibalism, which technically is not. Grace Knight, one of the designers, told D-Zine magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, interested to hear. I'm <laughs> interested to hear the mental gymnastics on this. Yes. Before you go running for your wallet, know that this isn't a product available to buy. It was created by scientist Andrew Pelling, artist Orkin Telhan, and Grace Knight, an industrial designer, on commission by the Philadelphia Museum of Art for an exhibit last year. Growing yourself ensures that you and your loved ones always know the origin of your food, <laughs> how it has been raised, and that its sales were acquired ethically and consensually. A website for the imagined product states. Okay. The project was made as a critique of the lab-grown meat industry, which the designers told DZine Magazine is not actually as animal-friendly as one might expect. Lab-grown meat relies heavily on bo fetal bovine serum for animal cell cultures, though some companies have claimed to have found alternatives. FBS is made from calf fetus blood after pregnant cows are slaughtered. Okay. All right. I mean, this may make me, well, I'm already a horrible person, <laughs> but I don't want lab-grown cow meat. I want farm-grown cow <laughs> right, meat. Yeah. Right. I, I'm just going on record with that. I think that's more humane says that lab-grown meat has not yet been approved for human consumption, though some products could hit store shelves within, within the next few years. As the lab-grown meat industry is developing rapidly, it is important to develop designs that expose some of its underlying constraints in order to see beyond the hype. Well, I wonder how the uh, animal lovers who also hate GMOs are going to mm -hmm. wrap their brain around lab-grown meat. Uh, that's a good question. I know that they have the, what's the plant, the not-meat... Yeah. This, well, was yeah it's it's like, called the Impossible Burger. Right. It's technically yeah. not a hamburger, but it's made from plants, but it's supposed to look. Yeah, you ever it, had one? No, but I've I had like either. black bean burgers that are made, okay. you know, and they're fine. I don't hate them at all. Right. Shout out to me also, by the way. I've lost 30 pounds <laughs> nice. since my weight loss journey began. <laughs> Congratulations. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going I'm to get skinny on y'all, y'all. <laughs> uh, but I didn't do it by being vegan or anything. I ate a lot of meat. Still eat a lot mm -hmm. of meat. Yeah. In fact, nothing but meat. I, I eat it's more meat than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I eat more meat than anything else, honestly. I'll eat a lot of chicken. That's the only downside. Mm -hmm. Chicken's my least favorite of all meats. I would much rather eat beef. But Oh, yeah, I would too. Yeah. But chicken's kind of like the vegetable of the meat. You know, I guess so readily available. I'd rather have chicken than fish. Oh, no. Unless it's fried catfish. Oh, I love fish of any variety. I'll eat any fish. I'm a, I've never about, had sushi, though. Okay. And I will never will. That's a promise <laughs> to you and the listeners. I will never eat sushi, ever. No matter how much wasabi and soy sauce. Yeah, I don't even know. It. I mean, I know what wasabi is, but I have no idea what it tastes like. It tastes like horseradish. Okay. And in fact, there's a good chance if you're eating wasabi, it's probably uh, horseradish that was just has a little green dye in it. Okay. So Yeah. Uh, see, I see. I don't. I'll, I'll just never do it. I, it's <laughs> okay. not even that I'm opposed to sushi now. It's just that I've made it so long mm -hmm. without eating any, and everybody tells me to try it that I just won't do it. What if you had to eat sushi to make like some kind of big furniture deal? 
Well, you, I mean, that's a different set of circumstances. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If they were like, John, we'll pay you a million dollars to eat sushi <laughs> or whatever, then absolutely I would. Right. Or, John, you know, you're going to get this next five shipments of furniture for free. I'd be like, pass the plate, buddy. Gotcha. So you would eat sushi and you have eaten like plant-based burger. Mm-hmm. Would you eat lab-grown meat? I mean, I probably would try it. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, but I don't think I would. If it was in the the cooler at the grocery store and it was like lab grown versus mm-hmm. this is Bessie the cow we killed out back, I would take Bessie the cow. What if lab grown was cheaper? I would still take Bessie the cow. Take Bessie. I recently identified as rich, so <laughs> this is no that longer doesn't matter a, to you. No longer concerned to me. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Right. Well, what if what if Bessie was cheaper? Then I would still would choose you wanna, Bessie. You, you wouldn't want to flaunt your no. wealth and get the no. lab grown meat. No, 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 no. No, I still drive my old car. Okay. You know, I got. I keep my humble roots, Tiny. I keep my humble roots. Okay, so now here's the question. Would you eat grown lab-grown human steaks? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I would. I don't know. I, I would mean, be afraid I'd get the taste for it. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. Say, you know, yeah. uh, you're like shoving people in a hole in your basement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I, I would, I would probably try it to be honest, mm-hmm. just to just to say I have. What about this? What if we started growing human steaks of celebrities? Oh, and turn oh. that into like a whole boutique <laughs> industry. What would be your first celebrity you'd want to eat? Ooh, Jennifer Aniston. Okay. All right. That's not creepy, by the way. No, just so y'all not know. creepy at all. <laughs> no, no, no. You'd probably get a good, you know, rump roast off of that. <laughs> what, <laughs> Don't you think? Probably. Don't you think? Yeah. What what celebrity would you? Oh, Brad Pitt all day. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt all day. You talk about some tenderloins that taste good. Yeah. That's going to be his. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's not creepy say, either, by the way. <laughs> no. No. I wouldn't touch a Post Malone steak, though. No. It tastes like cigarettes. Yeah, There's no tastes, telling what it's got in it. Tastes like cigarettes <laughs> and stale beer. Yeah. yeah. No, I not want the that. Next thing you know, you go to the hospital and you got, like, hepatitis. True. No way. You may want to go vegan on your celebrities for your for your celebrity steak. <laughs> you know? Like, grass-fed beef is the best, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't keep up with celebrities like I should. Mm-hmm. You know, I, except like Jerry Seinfeld. That's yeah. he's the only one I keep up with. But I would not want a Seinfeld steak. And that one country music star who I've, I've already forget forgotten what his name was that got lost on his own property. Oh yeah, that's right, Kane Brown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now I wouldn't want his either. All right. Nah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what. I, if if I was forced with the op- or if I was given the opportunity to choose between a human steak and a regular steak, I don't know. I might take a human steak <laughs> just to see, right? But it is dangerous because once you get that taste in your mouth, I was about to say. The next thing you know, you're like, yeah. you know, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He turns out yeah. he wasn't that weird after. I don't all. think he's that bad of a guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which people are sharing the Jeffrey Dahmer meme on Facebook regarding Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. saying I'll have as many people for Thanksgiving as I choose or whatever. <laughs> yes. This, that's a brilliant one. Whoever <laughs> thought that up. Stan was the first person I saw share it. I've seen a lot of people. Yeah. Whoever I see share something first, everyone else I see that share it, I assume ripped it off from him. So mm-hmm. to me, Stan is a bit <laughs> like the the uh, patient zero for that meme gotcha. and everybody else has ripped it off of him. Log on to Discord and tell us what celebrities' lab-grown steaks yeah. you would eat. 
you could eat me. You know, I would give myself up. You know, that sounds like a Patreon tier. <laughs> that was going to be higher than my $100 life coach tier. Surprised nobody's taking advantage of that, by the way. I've got great advice. Um, well, let's move on to parrots. Okay. I've never eaten a parrot, but I would. Would you mm-hmm. eat a parrot? I mean, if I was hungry enough, yeah. I would imagine that I would eat most anything. We got two parakeets, and if Biden gets, if the, he finally goes in and everything <laughs> goes bad, I'll be roasting them bad boys up. <laughs> um, well, a zoo separates five parrots after the birds were caught, encouraging each other to swear at guests. <laughs> if, okay. We got to find the bad. Like, I imagine there's one bad parrot that's yeah. the bad influence on sure. the rest of them. Well, here, this raises a bigger question before we get into the story is if you had a parrot, Tiny, would you teach it to curse? I would not. Oh, I 100% would. <laughs> and then I would just tell everybody it was like that when I got it. <laughs> right? you know? yeah. But I would have a parrot. You can't have one and not teach it some curse. You words, would want right? to like point to it so he says the word for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like I get mad at my kids or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This I'd be is like, bull. you get your little <laughs> yeah. Yeah. back in your room and clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, so. There, the zoo, these zoo parrots, potty mouse, got them relocated. A British zoo in Lincolnshire Wildlife Center kept some of the birds' residents' vocabulary limited to G-rated language. Uh, has proven challenging, or keeping some of the birds' re- uh, vocabulary to G-rated has proven challenging. Kind of like this podcast, me doing this podcast. <laughs> and park employees had to go so far as separating five African gray parrots to squash the swearing. According to the AP, Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elise, who were all welcome to the park in August, were removed from each other's presence since they were encouraging each other to curse and rally in expletive field rants together. For some reason, I think Jade was the bad one. (laughs) I don't know. Tyson might be. (laughs) Tyson. Uh, We are quite used to parrots swearing, but we've never had five at the same time, Steve Steve Nichols, the zoo's chief executive, told the outlet. Most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish in it. Hmm. So they, they're like on performance here. <laughs> right. Uh, though most visitors who overheard the colorful language laughed it off, when a parrot tells you when a parrot tells you to F off, it amuses people very highly. <laughs> <laughs> it's brought a big smile to a really hard year, said Nichols. The zoo decided to take measures to nip it in the nip the behavior in the bud. I don't know why I'm having trouble reading. I possibly am having a stroke on air. The five parrots were spread out to different areas in the zoo so that they don't, according to Nichols, set each other off. So that's how it ends. Oh no! Wait a second. There's some more way down here under some pictures. Um, with the five, one would swear and another would laugh, and that would carry on, he said. Some visitors found it funny, but with kids visiting at weekends, we decided to move them. Smart move. I tell you what, my mother-in-law mm-hmm. would not find this funny Do <laughs> you think she, she would be praying for the parents at she the zoo? Would, she would pray that night before she went to sleep. <laughs> but in the meantime, she would be looking for like the head zookeeper, and she would be like <laughs> writing a letter to the governor. <laughs> Poor little Josiah heard a parent <laughs> yeah. say the F words. Um, 
Nichols added, I'm hoping they learn different words within the colonies, uh, but if they teach the others bad language and I end up with 250 swearing birds, I don't know <laughs> what we'll do. Uh, aside from these five naughty birds, Lincolnshire Wildlife Park is also home to Chico, a nine-year-old yellow-crowned Amazon parrot who recently went viral for his hilarious and perfect rendition of Beyonce's 2008 hit song, If I Were a Boy. So he's <laughs> okay. got some talented parents there. <laughs> At least it wasn't WAP. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, got one singing Beyonce. You got five others who think they're in the Goodfellas movie. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's great. What do you do with these birds if you're if you're in charge of the zoo? Because I know what I'm doing. Um, I, I don't know. I'd probably take them home, you know? <laughs> I think... You sell these parrots to a comedy club. Oh, there you go. And have them like make it part of like an attraction. Sure, that's not a bad idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> it is. I was thinking too. You could get like a Red Rider BB gun and just pop them one time every time they cuss. You know, not <laughs> enough to hurt them. Would they learn? You think? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's how my kids learn not to cuss. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. I nice. didn't shoot my kids with a Red Rider. Right, Red Rider. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, not for cussing. Okay, all right. Let me was, just hey, say that it we was, are it was BB war. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had BB gun wars growing up? Yeah. Oh yeah, so much fun. Yeah, that's what I say. You, you can't grow up in the southeast and right. have a BB gun and <laughs> not, not at some point get in a fight with it. Yeah, right. That's just the yeah. fun. Yeah, we had a one punt rule, but every once in a while you get a little mad and <laughs> about three bumps on there for that guy you didn't like. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on here. Next story. Man tries to burn down his mother's home after she refused to give him drug money. Okay. that's happens. I can admire the mother for not wanting to support her support son. Yeah, enable. His, enable. Yeah, I support her in not wanting to enable her son. Although it does sound like he might could use a little bit of weed. Yeah, I mean, let's just smell away. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this guy's a danger to society. A Clayton County man is behind bars after police said that he tried to set on fire his mother's home. According to Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill's office, Con Fom was allegedly high on methamphetamine and asked his mother for money to buy more drugs. The incident reportedly happened on September 15th. So it's been a while, but it's just yeah, now coming just out now hitting in the, the news. news. After Fawn was told that he could not have any money, he retrieved newspaper and attempted to burn the house down, according to a statement from the Sheriff Hill's office. A small fire was distinguished, and Fom reportedly began fighting with his little brother. Clayton County officers arrived at the home, and they arrested Fom for criminal damage to property, reckless conduct, and battery. Fom bailed out of jail on November 13th, and judge ordered Fom to stay away from his mom's house. After posting bond, he only not only did he return but he brought some methamphetamine and began smoking it in the house, and he fell asleep. Oh. So he pulled that's on kinda rare. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of rare. That's kind of rare. The deputies say that they were dispatched to his home and that he was arrested once again. So, well, I mean. Not much you can say. Oh, yeah. Than, I mean, know, I wish he would just have done like any other self-respecting meth head and took the copper out of somebody's <laughs> air conditioner unit instead right. of burning his mom's house down, you know? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't seem right. You burn the house down, you don't get anything. Like not only well, do you get not get the drug money, but you don't get anything. What it does, Tiny, is it strips all the coating off the copper wire, so it's easier to take to the when you're to the scrap metal digging yard through the ashes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you take it to the scrap metal yard. Yes. Right. Which in Alabama, you can't just roll up to the scrap metal yard 
now with copper, you got to have like a license and all that because of meth heads. Oh, you have to have a license. To <laughs> yeah, scrap it's like metal some kind now. of permit or something wow. like that. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of weird, but well, like, what if I had just some scrap metal? Yeah, I don't think you I would have go to go down. through some paperwork. Yeah, I, I remember when I was a kid, my up. dad he would, you know, he'd collect cans mm-hmm. and occasionally. There yeah, might find be an old engine block something, or something. Yeah, yeah. something. We take it down to the yeah. metal yard and sell yeah, it. make a few bucks. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then go buy some meth. <laughs> sure, <laughs> any father and son. Yeah, that's that's a great father son <laughs> memory. <laughs> Where's kid? Your dad's not a meth head. No, he's not. No, no, definitely not. No, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, this dude is. Uh, well, like you say, commend his mom for mm-hmm. not enabling his habit, but uh, he needs some help, and he needs. If I mean. It would be nice if he could get some help and get rehab. Yeah. But I'd like to see him locked up a little bit longer, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's uh-huh. keep him in jail. And uh, I mean, we'll, arson's no joke. Yeah, no joke at all. <laughs> no, not a, not a. They burned down Gatlinburg. You know, yeah. <laughs> People forget a couple years ago, burned down the white man's haven in Gatlinburg. <laughs> you know, where, where every white family goes on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, so arson is no joke at all. Not a not a laughing matter, Tiny. Even though we're sitting here laughing, at him. I'm laughing more at Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Though. Okay, this has nothing to do with odd news or anything, but uh, we have a mutual friend mm-hmm. who has a sister. Who I don't know about you, I hadn't seen her in years. She messaged my wife on the phone, and she's like, "I'm trying to sell these rainbow vacuums." Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction oh, exactly. Yeah, and she was like, "If you will just let us come to your house, mm-hmm. do a and, demo, and show you this vacuum cleaner, and it's a two-hour presentation." Sure. Which immediately I'm like, "Okay, I'm out." Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you will watch this two-hour presentation of this rainbow vacuum cleaner. Not only do you not have to buy it, not only do you get your house clean mm-hmm. during the presentation, yeah, for yeah. Yeah. but we're going to send you and your kids on a free trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, where you'll have to sit through a timeshare presentation. <laughs> um, I don't know what friend you're talking about, but uh, did y'all say yes to this? Did Tara, Tara said that she would have to talk to me. Okay. And then she came and talked to me, and I said, no. Okay. I said, listen. I said, there is no, there is not a company out there that mm-hmm. can afford to send us on vacation just to tell them no after a two-hour <laughs> vacuum cleaner demonstration. Yeah. You know, this is a scam. Well, and she was like, but she says it's not a scam. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they, no one's going to come out and say that this is a scam. My uh, my parents bought a rainbow vacuum cleaner yeah. from a family friend back when I was young, and okay. that thing lasted forever and did a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think the product is bad, but it's the uh, friends hitting you up to buy the product that is bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they're like two grand. Oh yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah, but they'll clean your floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll they'll get after. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't recommend getting one. Now, my wife bought. I may have told this story before. The Kirby vacuums. Mm-hmm. That's another really expensive vacuum. Okay. 
And Deidre called me one day. I was on the way home from the restaurant. I was like, hey, this guy's here, and he's want, I want to buy this vacuum from uh. him. And I was like, well, what are you letting strange men in the house for <laughs> when I'm not at home? That was the first sentence I said. <laughs> and she said, well, you do this, and I want to buy this vacuum. It's kind of expensive. And I was like, well, I'll be home in like 10 minutes. Just hang on. So I yeah. get there, and he's like, this vacuum is $1,500. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> get off my yeah. property. <laughs> I was like, no, we are not spending this much money. Well, then Deidre was like, I really want it. And so Deidre's slicker than people think. <laughs> and she's always been slicker than she thinks. And so uh, she was like, I really want it. I was like, all right, well, fine. I don't care. Because, you know, I don't care about anything. <laughs> I was like, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. And so she wrote the check out, handed it to the dude. Dude was already spending the commission he was going to get in his head. <laughs> and then she was like, no, nah, I don't think I want to get it. And I took the check back from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, lo and behold... We were the lucky winners of a free vacuum to go along with the vacuum vacuum that we bought. That that just happened. Oh, oh, I just got the text. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all get the free, you know, exact model that you can give it to your family member or whatever, yeah. you know. So we were like, oh, okay. So Dieter gave the check back, and then we turned around and sold that one on Craigslist and got our money back for Nice. It. Yeah. All right. So, but uh, they Is it still working doing. today? We gave it away. Or no, we actually sold it because when we moved into the second house, mm-hmm. it had all hardwood floors and we didn't really need okay, it. Okay, I got you. So we sold it for like 700 bucks mm-hmm. to some idiot who would pay 700 bucks <laughs> for a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we ended up making a little money on the deal. All right. Only because Deidre's a wheeler and dealer. People don't know. I maybe, mean, we should, uh, maybe we should send this one your way. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. No. We, we got... Well, all the bedrooms are carpet. Well, Thomas is it, mm-hmm. but everybody else is. But the rest of the floor is all hardwood floors. And, of course, I mean, you know how women are. Who is it, She's, by the way? I got to know. I'll bleep it out, but it's... <laughs> okay. Formerly... <laughs> She's something yeah. else now. It's Shane's yeah. She's sister. selling rainbows? Well, apparently, you get a free rainbow vacuum if you can trick all these other poor saps into spending money yeah, on one. Right. You'll get oh, a free yeah. one. Yeah. No, That's I what know. she's doing right now. Yeah. Don't bleep this part out because I've... Multi-level marketing, is, which is really yes. all this is, too, is the worst. It is. Yeah. I just want to say that for everybody. <laughs> if you're in it, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but you're one of the worst, okay? <laughs> and don't try to sell me You're nothing. either a salesman or you're a job recruiter. You can't be both, mm-hmm. okay? So if they ask you to sell this product, but to recruit other people to sell, which are going to cut into your market to sell, <laughs> that should be a red flag to you, you know? Yeah. That's, I just want to say that on the record for everybody. And then I want to talk about Sweden. Okay. Okay, let's talk about Sweden. For 15 years, Sweden thought enemy submarines were invading its territory. That's kind of scary. But it turns out it was only herring farts. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Phew. Uh, It's perfectly feasible that in the 1980s, a major diplomatic incident between nuclear superpowers could have been triggered by fish farts. Oh, which I didn't know fish for. I, I was about to say, I, I, I honestly, I mean, they don't breathe air. Sure. So I thought they just pooped and peed and that was it. Yeah. You know? In fact, Russia and Sweden nearly came to blows over this very thing. They just didn't know it at the time. Before we move on to farts, <laughs> that could be like the first line of every every <laughs> podcast we do. Uh, first, some background. In 1981, a Soviet submarine ran aground on the south coast of Sweden. Whoops. Yep, just 10 kilometers from a Swedish naval base. The Soviets claimed that they were forced into Swedish territory by severe distress and later navigation errors, while Sweden saw it as proof that the Soviet Union was infiltrating Swedish waters. It didn't help 
that when Swedish officials secretly measured for radioactive materials using gamma ray spectropathy, I guess that's how you say that, mm-hmm. they detected they were 90% sure uranium-23 was used inside the sub, so it was probably armed with nuclear weapons. Right. Or at uh, least a reactor. Yeah. The submarine was returned to international waters, but the Swedish government remained alert, convinced that Russian subs could still be operating near the territory, which is when they started to pick up elusive underwater signal sounds. In 1982, several of Swedish of Sweden subs, boats, and helicopters pursued one of these unidentified sources for a whole month, only to come up empty-handed. This continued for over a decade. Every time they picked up an acoustic signal, they would search and find nothing but a few bubbles on the sea surface. <laughs> okay. I know nothing about sonar technology Me and like military, whatever. Yeah. But can can their equipment really not distinguish between a Russian sub and some a few bubbles? I have no idea. On the surface. So in nineteen ninety six, Magnus Wahlberg, uh Marky Mark's lesser-known brother, (laughs) a professor at the University of Southern Denmark, became involved in the investigation of the strange signals. He said, we were brought into a very secret room under the naval base in Stockholm, and where we were sitting there with all these officers, and they were actually playing these sounds for us. It was the first time any civilians had heard the sounds. He had been imagining a sound like the ping you hear in the films when submarine is detected or even the noise of a propeller. Mm -hmm. But he says it was nothing at all like that. It sounded like someone frying bacon, like small air bubbles releasing underwater. Um, He and a colleague began the task of figuring out what could be making bubbles on a scale that would make Sweden think it was dealing with a nuclear submarine. It turns out herring have a swim bladder and this swim bladder is connected to the anal duct of the fish, <laughs> Wahlberg said. It is very is a very unique connection found only in herring. So a herring can squeeze its swim bladder, and they can blurt out a small number of bubbles through the anal opening. In layman's terms, That's they, a, they let one rip. Gotcha. They do that to swim deeper. Yes. <laughs> so they swim in gigantic schools that can reach several square kilometers and up to 20 meters deep which is about 65 feet, if you didn't know. And I did that conversion right in my head. When something near uh, near them frightens them, say a hungry school of mackerel or a submarine on the lookout for Russian spies, they can generate <laughs> a lot of gas. <laughs> so to test this theory, Wahlberg brought a herring uh, from a store and applied pressure, and sure enough, it made a sound. He then took the footage to the Navy personnel and played it back to them. And it was a perfect match for the noise they had been hearing. Huh. So, okay. Little known fact, herrings can fart. <laughs> and uh, I may be part herring. Now <laughs> I think about it. So, that's good to know. I'm immediately thinking, okay, we need to convert all of our submarine technology to yeah. sound like herring. We parts. need to mask, <laughs> yeah. mask our sound. Yeah. So, <laughs> the next time we're spying on Sweden, yeah. they'll just be like, oh, it's just those fish, <laughs> those fish farting. That's again. right. It's the new herring class of submarines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, that's kind of neat, though. I mean, it would have been really bad if they would have started shooting off missiles and stuff <laughs> and like at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we think we hear one over here. Which is probably how I would have done it. So <laughs> right. there's a reason I'm not in charge of a lo- nuclear submarine. I would have been like, J-8. <laughs> <laughs>
you sank my submarine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Which Battleship, all-time horrible game. You know what? It is such a great setup. As far as like you look at the box, oh yeah, right. I know it looks like it's so much fun. <laughs> I know. And then when you get it home and you set it up, yeah. it is so boring. Oh, it's a horrible <laughs> game. I'm glad we agree about that. It's yes. A horrible game. I will say, when I was a kid, there was a neighbor. Uh, the neighbor's kid's name was Bo, and he had electronic oh. battleship. Oh, he was rich, which was a little bit better because in order to you know shoot your missiles or whatever, yeah. There was actually like a sliding scale, and you'd push the button, and then yeah. there'd be sound effects. Sure, and it would, you know, yeah, that made it that hipped it up a little, a bit. little bit because yeah. if you miss, you just heard a big kaboosh, <laughs> and then, but then if you hit, there was like this explosion sound. You're like, yes, I know where they're at. <laughs> I'm but, zeroed in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all time bad game. I remember I uh I won Battleship. Oh, in a game of, uh, was it called Dirty Santa? Yeah. One year. Okay. I, I wasted a steal to get Battleship. <laughs> I so wish I would have taken that <laughs> horrible <Skull> choice. <laughs> <laughs> horrible choice. Yes. Which we got a Carmen reference in the sermon this we morning. We did. You know, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. That's where we were making fun of him on the podcast. <laughs> yes. The first thing I talk about. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> what was funny was we didn't just get a Carmen reference. Oh yeah, we got, we got like a Carmen play by play. Yeah, it was like a, one of his videos. It was just a, <laughs> a recital of one of his music videos. Yeah, yeah. People forget about Carmen. <laughs> All time great Christian artist. <laughs> some people don't though. No, no. Some people don't. <laughs> they don't forever. Carmen's like the Grateful Dead of CCM. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got people following him around at Carmen shows. Yeah. He played at this church up the road one time. Did he really? When it was uh, the Children of the Corn Church. You <laughs> know what I'm talking about? The Lord church. of the Harvest. Yes. I always call it Children of the Corn, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, he played it there one time. Wow. Which, how low, how low have you fallen? He <laughs> <laughs> you know? used to be a top. How long top ago of the was game. That? Oh, back when it was before it changed Dang. to whatever it okay. is now. Man. Yeah. yeah. I must not have been coming here then. Because oh, if I'd have known, I would have gone. You would have? Probably just the kicks. <laughs> you, know? you, got, you can't turn down a chance to say Carmen. You know? I mean... I really, really want a picture of me and Carmen to post, post on my Instagram, <laughs> ironically, you know, <laughs> just for everybody to laugh at it and then hit the like button. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Well, John, fortunately, you know, there are, uh, in this life, there are troubles and there are moral quandaries. And when that happens, you know where we go to for uh, uh, spiritual enlightenment, right? Sure. And, like, moral truth. Yeah. We go to the U.S. government. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're they're the arbiter, arbiters of truth <laughs> yes. now. Yeah. And they have issued some bear advice. Okay. They say friends don't let friends get eaten. Oh, they don't? <laughs> they apparently not. Okay. Not according to If Uncle you're a real Sam. friend, friend, you will get eaten for me to live. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus himself, you know, yeah. uh, sacrifice yourself for the good of others. Mm -hmm. Right? So... Think about that, U.S. government. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the verse, but I can't. It says, there are a few potential reactions to being attacked by a bear. Stand your ground and attempt to scare it off. That's probably going to be me, not because I'm super big and scary, but because I know I'm not going to outrun a bear. Okay. So that's like my one move. <laughs> you know? uh, run away or perhaps curl into a fetal position and hope for the best. 
The U.S. government has now, however, officially advised against the most cowardly option, pushing over a slower friend to save yourself. Which as, as is that John's cowardly? <laughs> is that cowardly or is it smart? You know? <laughs> yeah. The National Park Service has warned against sacrificing another person to an irate bear, even if you think the friendship has run its course, in a rather <laughs> informal set of recommendations posted on Facebook. The best place for sure. the National Park Service to post things. Bear attacks are rare, but a real threat in parts of the U.S. with a man recently videoing his own mangled hand after, an, after encountering a grizzly bear in an abandoned shed in Montana. In a separate incident this week, wildlife officials in Alaska killed four bears suspected of involvement in the death of a man who was mauled while clearing a trail behind his property. There have been a record number of grizzly bear attacks in the Yellowstone region in 2020, possibly due to increase in people hiking in the region in search of a respite from pandemic lockdowns. Sure. In the National Park's message, anyone coming face-to-face with a bear is advised to move away closely and sideways. This allows you to keep an eye on the bear and avoid tripping. Okay. So you do the crap. You don't want to trip. Yeah. (laughs) It also says that moving sideways is non-threatening to bears, probably because the bear's trying to figure out what the heck is that person doing over there. Look at this idiot. (laughs) They're doing the cha-cha slide. (laughs) The warning then adds, do not push down a slower friend, even if you think that friendship does run its course. Instead, it is advised that people hold their ground and make noise to identify yourself as a human and not a prey animal. We recommend using your voice, the message reads. Oh, yeah. That's going to work. <laughs> yeah, this is going to let the bear know where you're yeah, at. Exactly. To reiterate the concern over unscrupulous hikers pushing others to their doom to save themselves, the post ends by stating, we apologize to any, air quotes here, friends who were brought on a hike as the bait or were sacrificed to save the group, you will be missed. Okay. So probably just kind of a joke. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if a bear attacks, it's just kind of every man for himself. That's what I'm thinking. And, you know, no hard feelings, come yeah, what may. I, I, you would know? My, I would throw my, if goes my wife or my kids, mm-hmm. you know, eat me bear. That's fine. I'd let them live. <laughs> yes. If it's you, Tiny, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 30 pounds lighter. I can move now. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's just I, how, but you, get, you would fare better against a bear than me anyway. That'd be an equal fight. I'm not outrunning a bear. I've right. got one go-to move, and that's <laughs> just to go ape crazy <laughs> and try to just be... Kick it in the crotch. As big, as big and bad and try to look as scary as I possibly can. Sure. Well, I mean, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad the government's telling us what to do in these situations. <laughs> yes. You know? Well, let's move on to another arbiter of truth. Okay. And I'm talking about the Pope. <laughs> okay. okay. This comes to us from theguardian.com. And um, it says, the Vatican asked Insta- Instagram how Pope's account liked the photo of a Brazilian model. How could that have happened? <laughs> I mean, right. it blows, it boggles the mind. How could that have sure. happened? Now, the Vatican said it was seeking explanations from Instagram. This is like <laughs> when, 
you first got the internet. Now, my dad never did this. A scout's honor, my dad would never do this. And but he's like, I don't know how Playboy is in the search bar. You know, like <laughs> how did that get there? I haven't touched it. Okay, <laughs> let's call the internet company. Yes. <laughs> uh, someone's hacked into it all. <laughs> So it said it was the Vatican seeking explanations from Instagram after Pope Francis's official account liked a photo of a scantily dressed Brazilian model. Mm -hmm. It is unclear when the photo of Natalia Garabato. Now, Earth Oddity follows her. Good enough for the Pope. (laughs) Good enough for Earth Oddity. Okay, we're following her. Uh, was given an endorsement by the Pope's verified account, but the like was still visible on the 13th of November before being unliked the next day. Oh. Pope was up late scrolling. <laughs> you know, happens to the best of us sometimes. <laughs> Koi Company, who is Garabato's ma- management company, made the most of the publicity and reposted the image on his own Instagram account last Friday, saying the company had received the Pope's official blessing. <laughs> Well, I, okay, Instagram models, they now have, like, managing companies? I guess so. Wow, that's yeah. that's new to me. Well, I mean, I've, I looked at some of her pictures. <laughs> she's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's good enough for the Pope, I'll say that much. <laughs> Garabato, who has 2.4 million Instagram followers, a little bit more than our thought, by bit the more. way. We broke 300, though. <laughs> we so did. So that's a huge moment for us. Is also reported to have joked, at least I'm going to heaven. <laughs> Hmm. Well, that's still yet to be seen there, girl. <laughs> so many pictures. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't seem like you're uh, you're getting up early to make it to service on Sunday. I'll just say that much. Or you need to dress a little bit better if you're coming to a Baptist church. <laughs> you can take that down the road to the Methodist church. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, citing sources close to the Vatican's press office, uh, CNA said an investigation was underway to determine how the photo came to be liked. A team of people managed the Pope's various social media accounts. Uh, so it's not the Pope who's tweeting for himself? This sounds exactly like, remember when Ted Cruz's Twitter? Yeah. He liked a porn star's That's right. post, and yeah. then he came out and said he had a team sure. of people yeah. who, who monitors that team. for him. Yeah, right. it's always an intern. It's yeah. never the person. Never yeah. the actual person. Right. The Vatican spokesperson told The Guardian, we can exclude that the like came from the Holy See and said it had turned to Instagram for explanation. So they say it wasn't the Pope mm-hmm. double tapping on it. Which it may, maybe not. I mean. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the Pope <laughs> liking a pretty girl's picture. Well, other than he's supposed to be celibate, right? Sure. But so. I don't mean he's sleeping with her, right? <laughs> well, no, it don't. Yeah. I mean, God made beautiful women to be enjoyed, <laughs> I think. Right? By Well, not by priest, he did Well, I mean, <laughs> visually enjoyed, right? Um. Let's see, the Pope is not like Donald Day Trump, Donald J. Trump. He's not sitting around using his phone or computer to tweet all day long, said Robert Mickens, the Rome-based editor of the English language edition of the Catholic Daily newspaper. Hold up, time LaCroix. out. <laughs> Back up. Yeah. Who, why are you bringing Trump into this? We're because, talking about your boy that's here. That's right. We're He's, talking about the This Pope. is called deflect. <laughs> We're <laughs> not know? talking about the president, okay? This is like when you got in trouble <laughs> as a kid, Tiny, and you started blaming your brother. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> that's exactly what this is. The crazy thing is their Catholic Daily newspaper is named LaCroix, which is that, like, that flavored water, water drink, <laughs> too. Flavored water. 
The one that all the hipsters drink. It's holy water, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, he does, for example, approve the tweets, but not the likes. And on a very rare occasion, he has said that he would like to tweet something because of a developing situation or emergency. Mm-hmm. So he would have nothing to do with this. It's the communications department and how this happens. Hmm. Who knows? So clearly Pope didn't do it, right? <laughs> yeah. I like to think that the Pope did, though. And they'll never <laughs> change my mind. I don't think any less of the Pope for doing that. <laughs> right. You know. Well, but, I will say that uh, if you follow, you know, if you follow Catholic news, sure, this is certainly one of his antics that concerns me far less <laughs> than some of his other antics he's pulled since sure. he's taken the holy office. Sure. Well, you know, uh, and we've got we, we've got a lot of Catholic listeners to this, and I love them, and I would never want to say anything to offend any of them. Right. I'm just curious. Are y'all happy with this guy? <laughs> I don't like, know. Like this is y'all's guy. Are y'all good with this? <laughs> I don't know. Look, we got enough problems over here on the Protestant side. <laughs> yes. I mean, we could we could lay out the list of people who are doing stuff wrong. Okay, over here. you're true. Yeah. I'm not arguing, but we're not talking about Hillsong's pastor right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, who would think the pastor of Hillsong, who wears like cut off t shirts on stage, would go out and cheat on his wife? I can't imagine. I think that. <laughs> I can't. Im- I can't imagine. Imagine people were caught off guard by that one. Like when I read that news story, I was like, nah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm surprised this didn't come out sooner. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, clearly this dude's cheating on his wife. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, we're not talking about him. <laughs> we're not talking about his song right if now. If he would have liked an Instagram model's picture, <laughs> I would have understood too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't like a... a we like, disavow, let's say that. We, yeah. we disavow Hillsong. I've disavowed pastor. Hillsong way before we had this podcast. <laughs> yes. Just because of their music, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, on the Discord, I posted a really great Aretha Franklin song this morning. Everybody should go and listen to it. What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Classic hymn. Classic hymn. Classic. That's why we should still be singing hymns. And not like Chris <laughs> Tomlin sings them. Just regular hymns, okay? A hilarious meme. I think the memes for Jesus guys posted it. It was a, it was a guy and his son sitting in the emergency room, and the dad had like an arrow in his shoulder. Yeah, but like the dad was labeled a classic hymn, and the kid with the arrow was labeled Chris Tomlin, and the arrow <laughs> was labeled an unnecessary chorus. <laughs> yeah. Hymns, I'm a big fan of hymns. I'm on record Mm -hmm. on that. Not a big fan of contemporary Christian music. (laughs) I'm on record for that, too. Yeah, love hymns. They teach doctrine, too, by the way. People forget. Yeah. You know, very important. Especially Carmen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hymns. Carmen. Carmen started it all, really. (laughs) You know? Carmen and uh, what was the other guy's name? He ran around on his wife, too, Michael W. Smith. Oh, I didn't know that. I think he did. It doesn't. I may have just slandered Michael (laughs) W. Smith. (laughs) I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, they started it all. I blame them for the rash (laughs) of... Bad rock and roll songs parading as Christian music. <laughs> All right. All right. So we need to read an ad. That's what we do right now. It's show every week. And mm-hmm. I am ready to read the ad. That is, we want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice right there on CajunCurl.com. 
Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. It's absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, and it will allow you to have the spiciest but also best tasting food out of all your friends. So imagine you're up late one night liking Instagram <laughs> models' pictures while your pork chops that you season with Cajun Curl are cooking in the oven. When you pull them out, they're going to be mouth-watering and delicious. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl chip cutter as well, when and if they ever get it back in stock. And you'll also find recipes that are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, over in uh, Greensboro and 10th Avenue. And then it's at Mark Smart downtown Northport and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurley Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. You want to do reviews? Let's do do, reviews. We'll do a review. We got reviews. Okay. You want to do both of them, just one of them? Let's do one of them. Okay. Just in case. I mean, next week's the holidays. That's right. About not get any. (laughs) We may not get one. Let's save one. So we'll start out with the first one. This is from Marilee Haley. And it is titled, Hello, Friends! Exclamation point. It's five-star review, as almost all of ours are. <laughs> 99% of ours are. We have two reviews. Yeah, we have two ratings where someone gave us one star. That's right. And All the others are five-star. You know what? I take it back. I think we've got one one-star and one... Scratch all that. <laughs> we've got two one-stars, but everything else is a five-star. Yeah, right. So, Marilee Haley says, Hello, friends. I love your show. Thanks for all you do. John and Tiny are amazing. Love to hear that, by the way. I love to hear that. Love to hear that. I got tuned in from a guest appearance on the Where's the Line pod. Keep it up. Muscle arm and clapping emoji. Nice. That's great. That's great. That Where's the Line podcast appearance is finally paying off for us. (laughs) It's been a while, (laughs) too. So thank you so much for checking us out. Look, Kevin may need another co-host for (laughs) it. I might put my name in the hat, you know? (laughs) You know what? If you could make it through a full episode of his show, you would be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that would make it good and i just throw it up during the middle of the show. That might be great. That would definitely be disturbing. It would. Yeah, (laughs) to hear me like retching over in the corner. Yeah. So thank you so much, Marilee. thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we've also got some questions here. Oh, okay. Would you like to impart some of your wisdom? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. 
Dio Ross asks, have you ever played an H chord on guitar? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. I have <laughs> Is that like a, I'm, I feel like I'm missing a joke here. I don't really know what the joke might be other than the, I don't know of an H chord. <laughs> okay. Raytheon. Okay. He joined our Discord server last That's week. Right. He's a long time listener. Long time listener from down under, if I remember correctly. Absolutely. Yeah. He says that he is navigationally challenged. Can you tell him how to get to Sesame Street? <laughs> you got to go up uh, and take a right on uh, Lincoln Avenue. Okay. And then take another right. Mm-hmm. And then take another right. And then take another right. And you'll be on Sesame Street. Okay. Yeah. Now that's right after reading Rainbow. Yeah. Right. Yes. Over <laughs> near Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you. Nicole asks, how do I avoid small talk with randos who insist on making eye contact in the break room at work while I'm trying to heat up my lunch? How do you avoid people when they're trying to talk to you in the break room? Well, first of all, you have, and this is, this comes from a Seinfeld episode. You got to mm-hmm. always act angry and like you're <laughs> okay. upset about something, you know, and frustrated. It's a really you know? good idea. Yeah. Because Stanza would do that when people would walk in his office, so he would never have to work. But yeah, and the other thing would be to just not make eye contact with anybody. Sunglasses work, you know, just put on a pair of sunglasses or just stare straight forward awkwardly and make everybody think you're crazy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sanchin asks, my couch smells like coffee because my kids spilled a full cup of my coffee. What smell should I run into my couch? No, you don't need to run a smell into it. You need to make a baking soda and water solution, Mm -hmm. and get like a small brush or something to put on there. It shouldn't take the color out of your fabric. You may want to test it on like the underside of it, and Mm -hmm. uh, but that'll help remove the smell. Uh, Make a soda water paste. I got you. Rub it in, then wipe it off with a damp cloth. Yeah. Is that a non-Newtonian fluid? I don't know, but I know (laughs) a little bit about cleaning furniture. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sanchin also asked, what the heck is my wife doing? And he posted a picture I'll show it to you where each of her fingers has a little uh, tinfoil hat. Uh-huh. Uh, That's... Like her hand's been listening to Alex Jones. Sure. Um, I think that is some sort of like jail nail type situation. Okay. Yeah, not jail like J-A-I-L. Jail <laughs> as in G-E-L. Nail. I was thinking, okay, that, that must be how like, they do their fingernails on Oranges of the New Black or something. <laughs> no, no. That could be that, too. <laughs> okay. Or she's very confused on how to bake a potato. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other yeah she, he also did post an update he says whatever it is that she's doing it's, she says it's working okay so, well there we go there we go and I think Shan Shan's a she maybe I don't know I, I don't know I always envisioned her envisioned <laughs> that person as a she and then Up Moonlight Path asks why oh why do semi trucks have tiny turn signal and brake lights you would think big monster machinery on the highway would have bigger lights to notify other drivers of their intentions. Please explain. Well, I would say that they're like, I'm a friend of truckers, by the way. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, if you use it, it got there on a truck. <laughs> right. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of truckers. I'll just say that much. Um, that their lights are within regulation required <laughs> by the DOT. And if you can see the light on my Toyota Avalon when I go to switch lanes, you should be able to see it on a truck, too. Mm-hmm. You know? So this is a question for the Department of uh, Motorized Vehicles. Right. I think their lights are perfectly acceptable. Oh, I'll you say do? that okay. much. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think they need huge lights. They already got enough regulations they have to keep. <laughs> Can't use cocaine while you're driving. You know, golly. I think they should have those gas station lights with the either this in the shape of an arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like right. blinking. That think, could work. I think that's what their turn signal should yeah, be. That could work. <laughs> and then the little little letters posted could be like, "Hey, by the way, I'm turning." <laughs> <laughs> That's all the questions we have for this week. But if you have questions, you can join the Discord link in the show notes. And you can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff channel. Mm -hmm. And you can ask John questions yourself, and he will answer them 100% correctly. Absolutely. Uh, We got some voicemails. You want to listen to voicemails? Let's do it. Our first voicemail comes from Nicole. All right. Hey, guys. This is Nicole. I was calling in so Jacqueline would not be alone this week. Um, I I had a question for John, and it's not in the segment Ask John Questions About Stuff, but he was saying that basically if someone tells him to do something, that's the exact opposite way um, to get him to do something, so he's not going to shave his mustache off because Deidre told him to shave his mustache off. Um, so does that work for everything in their marriage? Like, what about if people ask you to do something? If she says, hey, babe, will you take the trash out? Is that, like, too close to a command so you won't do it? Does she just have to, like, not say anything for fear of you digging your heels in? I don't know. Just just wondering, because I definitely don't give my husband ultimatums for the same exact reason that I just, they don't work and he just digs his heels in. But I definitely asked him to do a lot of stuff, so I don't know. Um, just wondering. Okay. Thanks, guys. Great content as usual. Talk to you later. All right. Well, I can explain this. Number one, <clears throat> my wife is not allowed to talk at home. Okay. <laughs> it's bad enough they taught her to read, but that happened before me. Before <laughs> I got hold of. Right now she's voting. <laughs> she's got a job. She's out here wearing pants. Okay. <laughs> But no, Deidre asks me to do stuff all the time, and I willingly do it. I love my wife so much, and I don't want it to sound like that uh, I run the house with an iron <laughs> fist or anything. We we have a very good relationship. Right. She, But this is the... We're talking about a mustache here. We're talk, yeah, this is something that does not matter, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Right. And I'm not going to let her tell me what to do. And I don't let a lot of people tell me what to do. Uh-huh. Um, just because. That's just a matter of principle for me. And so I'll shave the mustache off when I get ready to shave it off. <laughs> and that'll be when it gets shaved off. It won't be because of any reason she told me to do it. Because I'm my own man. Right. I didn't marry somebody to be my mama and boss me around all the time. And she knows that. So she doesn't doesn't boss me around all the time because it's not going to go well for either one of us. <laughs> but if she says, hey, John, take out the trash, please, I'll, I'll get up and do it. If she says, hey, John, take out the trash or I'm not going to sleep with you, I'll be like, well, I guess I'm going to not be sleeping with you. because, <laughs> And that's not how a relationship should work anyways, Absolutely. right? Right. You know, there shouldn't be ultimatums in a relationship. Everything should be done willingly mm-hmm. without coercion. So... And that's how I like for it to work. Before Adam and Eve sinned, there wasn't any ultimatums in relationships. Sure, right. It was after it was after the fall of man yeah. that women started laying all these ultimatums. <laughs> well, that was part of it. Yeah. Adam's is much to blame for that, too. People forget. He was standing right there. He could have been yeah. like, don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just kept his mouth shut like a weak little man and didn't speak up. <laughs> and then, you know, God said, 
because you listen to your wife, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to be tilling the earth forever. Yeah. And now we're still tilling the earth. That's right. I go to work every day. She also had another question for us. Thank oh, you. okay. I forgot. I had another question I was going to ask. This is Nicole. For Tiny, does the ultimatum of withholding marital fruit, does that work for you? Or will you also dig your heels in? Or are you just like, oh, okay, well, I need those marital fruits. Just curious. Bye for real. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you know what? I'm not proud of it, but uh, I am a serial caver inner type of person. I got to have those marital fruits, and I will cave every time. Weak. And Tara knows it. So. Weak. Yes. Weak, Tiny. <laughs> You're a weak man. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't let you eat that apple. You know? You're a weak man, Tiny. You can't be that way. Well, you know what? If Eve would have been like, eat this apple, or you're not getting any of the other fruits, I would have I'd ate that apple. No, that's tough for I'm you. Just that's hating. a bad look, Tiny. That's a bad look. I'd never claim to be perfect. <laughs> I am far, far from perfect. <laughs> look, we messed up. Like I said, we messed up when we started letting them read. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, whoever started that, we really messed up. Okay. That's a joke, by the way, before people get really mad. Right. I'm going to clip that out. That's right. You don't even know what I'm talking because I didn't specify who. I just said we let Nim read. So you could use it for a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. We should have never started letting dogs read. <laughs> All right. And then, of course, we have our uh, weekly can- uh, call from Canada. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline uh, calling you from what I'm seeing on the news is the safest place in all of North America right now, the Atlantic bubble of Canada. Uh, we have had like one to two cases a day here. It's been pretty awesome. Uh, so, I mean, after this is over, it might be a nice place to visit. But for now, you know, eh. I was about to say, we're, we're locked over here. <laughs> we can't get yeah. over there. Yeah. Well, they won't let us up there. <laughs> I know. Which, by the way, we're having more cases now than we had at the beginning and they were talking about the hospitals getting overrun in the mm-hmm. beginning I hadn't heard anything about our hospitals getting overrun now yeah. weird I'm just saying it's weird <laughs> I'm not saying it's a hoax or anything I'm just saying it's weird um about the show great show hashtag justice for Rick Moranis <laughs> sort of served I guess although this guy may get off but I don't know uh, I heard your your thinly veiled threat, or I guess not even thinly veiled threat, John, about how this is a first strike in the uh, Canadian War. Well, I'd be worried, but uh, oh yeah, I guess I should be worried. Your military is way, way, way bigger and probably better than ours. But so please don't invade Canada, because uh, right now we're pretty safe. So thanks. Uh, the bird of the year competition. I mean, if the bird of the year competition isn't safe. I don't know what is anymore. <laughs> uh, if it's free from voter fraud, I, I mean, come on. Can can the photo of the year for National Geographic be further behind? <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, the 51-year-old grandmother? Wow, I looked at her photo, and I actually couldn't tell which one was the daughter and which one was the grandmother yeah. at first. It's crazy. They look so similar, but the pregnant stomach kind of gave it away. Uh, anyway, um, it's Friday, so going into a nice little weekend. I'm going to paint my part of my house, and I hope you all are staying safe and have a great weekend, and happy American Thanksgiving. Okay, bye. 
Oh, thank you so much, Jacqueline. Yeah. Always a pleasure. And I still maintain that the bird of the year election was 100% completely secure. Sure. Yeah. Of Everybody course. Everybody knows that. The AP said so. Yeah. No, they called it for the papoo cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, no fraud. There could be no fraud. I guess that's it. Uh, I guess that's it. We got about 15 minutes. Yikes, we got to fly through this. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I would love to thank our patrons. Let's thank them. And I would love to thank specifically by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And they are Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, uh, our newest patron, Ms. Kara Wiscal, uh, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, The Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Ms. Jacqueline B., and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Mick Will. Will. Thank you all so much for donating to our show, for supporting (laughs) what we do. I honestly cannot thank y'all enough. It is just such a pleasure to come in here every week and to pour my heart and soul into something that other people actually take the time to listen to and appreciate. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still blown away. People would pay (laughs) for any kind of content we do. (laughs) (laughs) Also, would like to mention that this is the last week for you to get on the the Crocs giveaway. That's right. So listen, uh, this next week, if you want to get in on this drawing for $100 of Crocs product, then jump on there. You can go to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers. If you jump on at the $5 tier, you get an entry. A $10 tier gets you two entries. And a $15 tier gets you three entries. Yeah. And what better way to celebrate becoming part of the Patreon than (laughs) possibly winning Croc merchandise. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel that's right in the wheelhouse of our fan base. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, you can uh, just thank you so much. Sure. With that said, we got a a very quick patrons extension coming up. Yeah. Which is what you get every week if you join at the $5 level. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we got coming up in the extension? I got a story about dolls. Okay. Basically. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Dolls. We've had this debate. I don't want to reopen it again. Yeah. (laughs) I have an extremely dark and potentially hilarious okay. incident that happened on Wipeout. So. Oh, okay. Great. You got anything else? No, just remember to check out uh, Stacy's podcast. Once again, A Stronger Fate. Mm-hmm. Everybody give him a review. We, we know how you guys like to leave reviews. <laughs> Everybody give him a review. Rating five stars. Check out my episode. I'm very honored to be a part of it. Yes. Well, you have been listening to Earth Body Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to check out our show art, we have some banging show art oh, that yeah. is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. You can tweet at us. We are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a boomer Twitter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not for much longer. But Earth Oddity on Parlor. That's right. If you're one of our more conservative <laughs> friends. <laughs> that's for our QAnon fans. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we also have a Discord that's server. Right. You can join, join it up. 
there's a link in the show notes. If you're the patron, you get in the patron Discord too. That's which right. Is, and we also have a phone number. What's that phone number? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity uh, signing off and all that jazz. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.